We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> you talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. up thunder fans and welcome to the uncontested podcast the official podcast of boomtown hoops and a proud part of the blue wire podcast network i am your host tonight taylor peterson and i am joined by none other than my mini me the poor version of taylor hayden peterson what's up how's it going Hayden? it's going good i disagree <laughs> with your statement but i'm, I'm excited <laughs> to be on here yeah, that's true. Our parents would probably disagree. He's a favorite. <laughs> I it's don't fun. know about that. But. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He he likes to say I'm the favorite. Hayden is a, uh, I guess, former writer for Thunder Digest, former writer for Overtime Heroics. What else? Um, that's about it. I'm, I, my Twitter handle is HPOKC. Follow me there. I tweet there everything about Thunder. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. I was going to say, I was trying to remember the places you you you, uh, you have written for, but yeah, I think that's it. So Hayden, uh, tonight was pretty fun. 
it was a pretty fun game. The, the first half was really, really rough. Um, I even tweeted out at one point that I wasn't sure that what was going on on my TV screen was actually organized basketball. <laughs> it felt like a completely different game because both teams were playing absolutely miserably. Um, I actually have those stats, but I won't even go into them just because it was so bad. But the second half was much, much better. And OKC continues their win streak. They're currently 3-1 on their road trip. And they end up beating the Knicks 101-89. The Knicks had won three straight and five of their last six prior to tonight. Um, I think Julius Randle had really been having a a, a really good stretch there. And tonight he did struggle. I mean, don't get me wrong. He got his points. But it was not quite in the same way that he had been previously. And that was a guy that I really expected to have a a big run. I think especially when you... uh, when you take into consideration, you know, Baisley has been guarding those kind of uh, power forwards. You know, we had Zion Williamson the, the last game. Um, it's been Baisley who's been guarding those power forwards and, and not Dort. You know, Dort was was guarding, uh, gosh, I just went blank. Goodness. Um, who is the small forward for the Pelicans? Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> and then tonight, you know, we, they didn't have him on Julius Randle, and he did not perform like he had been. And I think that really says a lot about the the Thunder defense. What did you think, just right off the, I guess right off the cup, what did you think about Baisley's defense on Julius Randle, and also bringing in guys like Isaiah Roby and others who were uh, coming in to, to, to guard him? They did good job by, I think, taking away his best part of his game, which is you know, powering people and getting to the rim. And Baisley's obviously not as big and strong as him, but I think Baisley did a good job of, you know, trying to force him out of the paint. But it seemed like every time they'd even posted him up, a lot of the help side defense, he's just collapsing in on him, making him kick it out. And even if he didn't kick it out, it was a tough shot. So I think you can give credit to the coaches on that one more than the team defense, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a good point. Um, you also saw Hami on him some yeah. and doing a really good job. Yeah, he actually good. drew his, uh, what was it, uh, I think it was Julius Randle's fifth foul. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I, I thought Diallo did a great job as well. And so I, I agree with you. I think that's a really good point. I think the coaches did a good job there and just continuing to throw athletic, versatile bodies yeah. at him. That's kind of what this team is all about this season, and I'm with you. So just a quick quick recap of the game and hey now when I get into some things with you I have a fun game I want to play to kind of go through those different themes but hey the first half was rough yes. rough and not just for the thunder because it was it was a close half it, for both teams I wasn't even sure that they were playing organized basketball on the floor I mean it was miserable it was bad real bad it looked like um, the local so YMCA pickup games yeah right yeah yeah no exactly it looked like uh when you and I, you know, back in uh, when I was in high school and I was driving you around, we went to the YMCA in a good old Owasso, Oklahoma. That's exactly what the first half looked like. <laughs> but, as in those pickup games, you always have that old guy, right, who's jacking up threes and making them. And uh, that was Al Horford <laughs> in the first half for OKC. Al Horford had the first seven points for OKC. And no one else scored besides that in the first quarter. Uh, or, sorry, not... Not in the first quarter, but for those first seven points. Um, Horford started 2 of 6 from the field for seven points, while the rest of the starters started 0 of 10 
from the field. And that is uh, per our good friend over at Daily Thunder, Brandon Rabar. OKC ended up shooting 5 of 24 from 15 point, four 15 points in the first quarter. And it was just miserable. Uh, I think the sad thing was that the Knicks weren't able to take advantage of that because it was a close, close quarter and a close first half. And the second quarter happens, the bench delivers yet again for the second straight game. Um, they lead a comeback, and Dignall plays a bench, plus Shea, uh, I should say, for the majority of the half. And at halftime, we're all tied up at 42 points. Horford had 15 points on 3 of 4 from 3, which is pretty huge. And then uh, Shea ended up with 8 points, 6 rebounds. But other than that, it really was a pretty balanced uh, scoring effort from the bench that kept the team in the in the game and I think that first half again I mean this seems crazy but for the second straight game Hayden I feel like the bench is really what kept OKC in the game um you know you, you don't really have a guy scoring 20 plus points in the first half or really standing out above the rest it's a fairly balanced scoring effort and that's kind of how you know somebody who we're going to get into Hamadou Diallo that's where he really started to get it going what were your thoughts on the first half and kind of watching that bench come in for the second straight game and kind of give, the, give this team a, a, a something stable to rely on? Yeah, well, as you said, the first quarter was pretty bad. But when the bench got in, then beginning of the second quarter, it kind of turned almost the flow of the game around, it seemed like. I mean, give credit to Hami and even Teo on that one because it seemed like they were just in a more of a flow offensively and even defensively. And Hami's just pace just of the – player he is he's always you know downhill downhill attacking and I think that kind of got him going a little bit just got him back to their playing their own game I think it's a really good point um Teo is actually not somebody I have here uh, in our themes when we're moving forward so just to briefly touch on him just the way he's able to uh, control the game and his IQ of the game is just really important for that very poised uh, yeah, very poised, very poised, uh, and very much so for how young as he is, be able to come in and kind of control uh, that second unit. I think is really important. And then something that I noticed as well, Hayden, there uh, towards the end of the second quarter is, uh, I think Dignall recognizes that as well, and recognizes his ability to to score uh, and his his pure jump shot. And so, for example, tonight. Um, this was different than what we've seen so far this season. You know, we've seen a couple different times where he will bring in a Dignall, will bring in Shea to play alongside, uh, alongside Tail, kind of help him out there with that second unit, and that definitely helps. Or even just uh, kind of throw them in together with a combination of that starting lineup. But tonight. It was actually Teo. Um, he actually let him play a couple of minutes with the starters minus Shea to kind of run that offense. And I think that's really important, something to keep an eye on moving forward because I think Dignall views what all those fans are seeing is that Teo has a very high IQ for his age, like you mentioned, Hayden. And uh, he, he's playing really, really well, both with that second unit as the starting point or as the leader, the, the point guard for that second unit as well as when he's playing alongside those starters. So uh, I love to see that. And that's something to keep an eye on is continue to watch Teo with that second unit. Now, we jump into the third quarter, and that's where it starts to get really fun. I think I tweeted at the end of halftime um, that it didn't really seem like uh, the game of basketball was being played because it was rough from both teams. There's really poor shooting percentages. But the third quarter happens. And Shea basically takes over. And that's what we really love to see. It's something we were really looking for. He's just so much more aggressive. He's driving to the rim. 
he has 12 points in the third quarter and that's not due to like setback three-pointers or wide open three-pointers because he's driving to the rim and being aggressive and on top of that you have Hami who continues to attack as well uh, and Dignall actually combines you know like I mentioned he, he has a lineup where he has Hami in with Shea because he notices that Hami is playing well back home uh, Dignall brings Baisley back in with the starters as well um, after oh, sorry not not with the starters with the bench uh, when Shea and others are out, he brings uh, Baisley back in. And I really love that wrinkle. Um, Hami had seven points in the third quarter, like you mentioned before we started recording, Hidden. Um, that's really important. But I love these small wrinkles that uh, that Dignall continues to to throw in in the games. And I think the perfect example of that is Baisley in the third quarter. I really love what he's continued to do there. Now, fourth quarter... Basically, just <laughs> consists of Hami and Shea taking over. Capitalized by Shea to Hami alley-oop at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Hami had nine in the fourth. Just really, really fun stuff. He's able to break 20 points. He has a 20-plus point uh, double-double. Really great, great game for Hami coming back. Uh, obvi- er, coming back home. Obviously, he's from Queens, New York. And uh, I think this is an important game for him. So, all that to say... A lot to talk about here. And I thought the best way to break this game down, Hayden, was to go uh, cap or no cap to kind of <laughs> kind of go off of uh, of current. What do you call it? Current. Uh, help me out here. What am I trying to say? Yeah, terminology. Something like themes. That. Something like that. Anyways, cap or no cap. Uh, cap being this is for real, or no cap being, yeah, no, I'm not so sure it's for real. So I have quite a few things for you, Hayden. And uh, let's go through them, because this includes, uh, obviously, tonight's game, but some themes that we've seen throughout the past couple of games. And I want to know from you, and I'll, cont- I'll kind of go off of that as well and get my own opinion, but do you think that these things are something that will continue, or are these just kind of uh, a brief, you know, it's just kind of a, a maybe not for real. So let's start with Shea because I think Shea has been playing fantastic overall, even though he hasn't been scoring like he, you know, like he maybe Can. we hope. Yeah, right, right, right. But I feel like he's been much more aggressive the past couple of games. And I've been really impressed with what we've seen from him. And uh, that kind of culminated tonight um, when we saw him being much more aggressive in that second half. And I hope that continues. So, his aggressiveness and his shooting. Um, tonight, it was pretty impressive. Sorry, I was supposed to have this pulled up, and I don't. Here we go. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so, Shay, uh, he ended up playing 34 minutes, which is, uh, you know, they don't obviously trust him. Um, he was 9-14 from the field. Again, that's very impressive numbers and he was much more aggressive tonight which i really enjoyed seeing so he ended up with 25 points uh 10 rebounds and he had seven assists sorry i'm looking through this so a, a pretty impressive stat line and i thought his second half really kind of what controlled the game so is what shay doing cap or no cap and what do you want to continue to see from him um, and I think just a follow-up question from that is, what has he been doing these past couple of games that you like that you didn't really see from Shea last year, Hayden? Well, it's absolutely no cap for Shea, for sure. And the thing that I've been so impressed watching him play is 
I mean, not only just off the pick and roll, but especially it stands out to me off of the pick and roll plays. He hardly ever makes a bad read, and that's yeah. very hard to do. And when I say bad read, I don't even mean like turning the ball over, but I just mean like passing it to somebody who doesn't have an open shot. You hardly ever see him do that. And I didn't realize he – I knew he was a good playmaker the the past season, but I didn't realize he was this good because even like if it's, you know, kicking to a, a Horford popping off of a screen or making a skip pass across the court, I've been extremely impressed with that. And I think that shows like – how good he can be because he can do way more than just score the ball yeah no i i I think you're spot on there that's a really good point his playmaking has been super impressive so much so that he almost relies on that a little too heavily (laughs) like you know especially in a a year like this year where we trade away cp3 and we trade away gallo we're kind of thinking like okay shay like you know go throw up 20 points a game, or sorry, 20 shots a game, and uh, and get you 20-plus points a game. But it hasn't been the case. He's always making the right read, and he's just such a high IQ player. Um, it's been really fun to continue to watch. But what I love tonight is that, especially coming out of halftime, where he, he really was a little tentative, and the entire, I think, starting five was, for that matter. But he was much more aggressive, and he's getting to the rim, and that opens up so much more for the rest of the team when he's doing that. And Hayden, I know you know uh, you know that from playing at a high level uh, on, on the basketball court. Like, when you're driving and making plays, um, that's going to create you know, for the rest of your teammates. And I yeah. think that's kind of what we saw there in the second quarter, really opened up plays. We saw Baisley start to get a little more active. And this is the second straight game that we've seen that, right? And so I think um, continue to see Shea be more aggressive, uh, but not four shots, like you said. Like you could have, you know, if he had the Russell Westbrook mentality, he might be forcing a little too many shots. The Hamadou Diallo mentality. No, <laughs> the Hamadou Diallo, the uh, Pokashevsky yeah. mentality he might be throwing up a little too many sh- that that's not shade though he's just such a poised player and it's gonna be really fun to, to continue to watch him continue to develop but i think one thing that we want to see this season especially shade being a little more aggressive and i think we did see that there in the third quarter so i'm with you now the next person i want to talk about the next player blue dort now hear me out he didn't have his like best game tonight by any means but he's had a really solid season. Um, 41% from three on 4.9 attempts, Hayden. That's <laughs> pretty impressive, isn't it? Pretty good, yeah. Pretty good. So, uh, tonight he was one of six from three, uh, which which is not great. But with that being said, is Ludor the three and D player? Is that cap or is that no cap? I'm going in between on this one. I'm saying it's too early to tell. Boo. Boo. Cap out. But but I would probably lean towards no cap just for the fact that he shoots the ball with so much confidence, and I think that is a huge part of shooting that maybe a lot of people don't realize. And, like, the last one he hit, I think he hit it, like, I think it was into the fourth quarter. And so at that point he would have been 0 for 5, and he steps right into it, looks beautiful, you know. Cash. That's a really good point. Okay, so I want you to elaborate on that. That's why we want to want to have you on here. Um, from your experience playing, I, again, at a pretty high level, I mean, talk to me about the players you played against. Uh, Anthony Edwards, um, who's a, a Jalen Suggs from RJ Gonzaga. Hampton. You played, 
Yeah, yeah, Hampton, uh, R.J. Hampton. You played against pretty high-level players in your your high school career. So, so tell me about uh, how important it is to have that confidence that Lou Dort has. Well, just from my experience, I mean, when you even just from the shoot around. I mean, you played with you played on the same team as Bryce Thompson, who is yeah. uh, getting some pretty good solid playing time with Kansas this year. So, um, you know, you, you guys play for the same coach with his, which is Bryce's father. Talk to us about that. Like, what were you guys told? Um, we're, we're watching some of these young guys, some of these young players, like Lou Dort, um, and and him able to overcome some of this stuff. I just really want your opinion on here. I think this is pretty valuable. Yeah. Well, from being around high players and playing against them. One of the things you do notice about them is that it doesn't matter if they miss 10 shots in a row, they keep shooting it. And they're going to keep shooting until they get out of that funk. And even though like Lou Dort might not be a high-caliber player in the NBA right now, to get to the 3 and D player that everybody wants him to be, maybe he might be it right now, I don't know. But to get to that 3 and D caliber player he has to shoot the ball you know if he misses three and I think we saw that a little bit last year um, he would shoot three or four especially in the playoffs and then you know he would start passing them up or turning them down the wide open shot and driving into the lane but even this year and especially this game was a perfect example of it he was shooting the ball with confidence and even he was shooting up some pretty bad bricks at some points but the release looked good he didn't hesitate and he caught it and he went up with it straight ahead and I love to see that and I think I think that makes me feel confident about his shot being legit and it's not you know a, a fake fake 41 percent in the first eight games of the season right you know? right no I and I think you're spot on there I think the best thing about that is you know and you can even see the progression right like me and you Hayden we both worked with Lee Mayberry growing up and uh I think the the biggest thing for me that I learned from Lee is that release point and, and seeing that that follow through um, when it comes to shooting your shot and, and Lou's shot is so much more refined compared to last season. Um, it really is impressive to me. It, it, it's not quite as much of a lollipop as it is. At, I mean, you can pretty much see when he releases the ball if it's going to go in or not, and that's really impressive. So uh, I'm with you. I think that Lou's shot is uh, no cap. And uh, I know we've gone a little long here, so we're going to speed through the rest of these. But Baisley, Baisley struggled tonight, Hayden. However, three double-doubles in his first seven games prior to tonight. But tonight he was only 2-9 from the field, only four points. Is 20-ish points per game for Bays? Is that cap or no cap? I'm saying cap. Right now I'm saying cap. I think he has that potential to be a 20-point-per-game guy, but right now it's definitely cap. Now, if you said... Is he a double-double type of guy right now? I would say no cap. I think he is capable of getting it. Yep, that's a good point. If not averaging a double-double, but being close to that 10-10 player. And his confidence point. in general. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's – I'm i with you. I think that's solid. Uh, I was hoping to kind of see Baisley take over at the Garden because I just think that would have been cool. But I'm with you there. Um, he's not going to do this every single night, especially as the season gets very, very tough. But with that being said – sorry, the, the season, the schedule. Um, but with that being said, um, I I did uh, like what Dignall did, bring Hami in instead of Baisley. But Baisley's been playing incredible, and the uh, the leap that he's made this past season really has impressed me. So I have a couple more, Hayden. 
the Thunder Bench. After an impressive and poor, per, sorry, I can't pronounce uh, this word correctly, performance in the second quarter of the OKC Pelicans game, uh, the bench has another impressive run tonight in the second quarter and then even into the uh, third quarter. Had some really impressive runs, and it's really what has kept this team afloat, which is really <laughs> surprising because it was the Thunder bench that we thought that was going to help the team tank. And here we are, two straight games. Uh, the Thunder bench has really helped them. It kind of helped kept them afloat, and it really has surprised me. So in the last five minutes of the first quarter, the OKC bench allowed only seven points to the Knicks. And the bench has struggled overall to start the season. But like I said, the last two games, the bench has really helped keep this team in the game. So my question for you, Hayden, is this bench going to help us tank? Or are they going to um, continue to help us win games? So, cap or no cap, is this OKC bench going to help us win games? Or are they going to help us lose games and tank? Cap, they're still going to help us tank and lose games. But I think what we're seeing a little bit right now, and I think throughout the season we're going to see, is that there are very young players on the bench, like Teo, Poku, Roby a little bit. And I think they're going to progress. Roby's been playing well. Yeah. And I think you're going to see them progress as the season goes on. Now, I don't think it's going to be enough to, you know, keep keeping them in games or giving them a boost off the bench, which is probably a good thing to get, you know, tank for Cade. But, um, <laughs> but I, Cade or any of the G League yeah, G League guys. You have Jalen Green. You have, uh, what's the face, uh, Kaminga? Uh, I can't remember. But um, but they've been performing good, and it's it's good to see. And I think, like we've mentioned, Teo's just super poised, and then Homie's downhill. And I think yep. that's a good little combo coming off the bench. And I think that'll be really fun to watch progress. As We're going to get into Homie. We're going to get into Homie for sure, because I think his his last couple of games have been much more poised, much more uh, put together, and it's been really big for this team. Um, but, like, to your point, you have guys like Poku. You know, he was out the last game due to the concussion that he suffered in practice. Um, but he had some pretty big pretty big shots. Not not a ton of scoring, obviously. Um, but he ended up playing 19 minutes and had seven points. Um, he had a, a nice three-point shot, and then he ended up uh, having a nice little pull-up. I think we're just, you know, there's a lot of people clamoring for uh, Poku to, to get some G League time. But I think the best thing for him is to continue to play against, you know, the the elite talent in the NBA and, and just continue to see him develop this season. I think we'll see a huge leap from this first season into his sophomore season. Uh, Hayden, what are your thoughts on Poku really quick before we move on? Um, the first couple games of the season, watching Poku play, it seemed like he did not belong out there just by the way he was moving. Right. It looked like he was, like, scared almost. And obviously didn't play his previous game, but um, tonight and even the couple games before the Pelicans game, watching him out there and just move, it seemed way more smooth and it looked like he was confident. I mean, he's always confident taking a shot. We've seen that. But I mean, just, just him playing defense, talking and interacting, it seems like he's way more comfortable now. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a good point. And uh, just 
he continues to shoot the ball, regardless if he misses it or not. He's like a a seven-foot J.R. Smith or a seven-foot Deion Waiters, and it's beautiful. It's just absolutely beautiful. Um, And and this is the year to do that kind of thing. And so I'm really excited to continue to watch him develop. I'm not giving up on him, even as he struggles early on. I think next season, especially, is going to be like, I I think he might have a Baisley type of leap from his freshman to sophomore year. It's kind of my thought. What do you think, Ed? Yeah, I'm, I totally agree with you. I mean, I think, did he just turn 19 or is it 20? Yeah, yeah. Regardless, tr- either way. Or, I don't know. I think He's still 19. super freaking yeah. young. I mean, this kid has no business being out there playing right now, but he's doing doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And uh, does not lack confidence, to say nope. the least. So all that to say, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm thinking that the Thunder bench is no cap. Uh, I just think we're going to continue to see these guys impress. And if you have a guy like Hamadou Diallo putting up points like he is tonight, and you have no idea who that next guy could be on that Thunder bench, you know, from game to game, um, it, if guys are continuing to put up those kind of points, the tank is going to be a little... I shouldn't say the tank, um, but... Games like tonight we're playing against teams like the Knicks or the Hornets or the Kings or whoever it may be. It's going to be competitive games. <laughs> You're not going to tank nearly as much as you would hope. But with that being said, Thunder have a very tough schedule coming up, and we will touch on that. Now, Hayden, obviously, we have to get into Hami Duty all tonight. Um, both you and I love Hami. I've given up on him a little more than you have, I think, over uh, last season. But... You you bought his jersey. I mean, you're the Hamadou Diallo fan. He's from Queens, New York, which obviously is not very far away from Madison Square Garden. And tonight he puts up 23 points, 11 rebounds on 8 of 13 shooting. <laughs> it's not like he's jacking up three-pointers. He's doing all this in the paint. Uh, all in 29 minutes, he's getting more minutes than usual. Uh, he, I think Dignall actually played him over, over Baisley, which I really love there to end the game. Last game, he had 9 points, 1 rebound, 3 assists, 4 of 8 from the field. Game before that, 9 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist, 3 of 3 from the field. Seems like Hami's playing a little more poised, a little more put together. Um, He's not jacking up, you know, jump shots or or just crazy shots. He's playing more in the flow in the game. I've been extremely impressed with the discipline of Hamadou Diallo over the past couple of games. And that kind of culminated tonight when he was back in New York. So, Hayden. Talk to me about your guy, Hami. Hami? Oh, sorry. Sorry. I should, uh, is Hami playing more controlled, and will that continue? Should we expect a more controlled Hami? Is that cap or no cap? Sorry. I'll, uh, I'll stick with the theme. Well, you already <laughs> know what I'm going to say. No cap, for sure. But, really, I have seen Hami play these last three games, and it's not something I expected to see from him at all. He's still the same homie going downhill. I mean, when he gets going to the rim, you know he's not stopping. But he's more controlled while still doing that, if that makes sense. He's not going in there and doing these little, you know, flip shots, double yeah. pumps. Yep. He's, you know, he's going in there. He Even when he does a – he had a step-back jumper today where he stepped back, set his feet, and took a real on-balance, like, mid-range jump shot. And I sat there and looked at it, and I was like, was that homie? Like it looked like Shea. <laughs> or is that Teo? Yeah. It looked like a Teo shot. Yeah. And it, I mean, if he continues to do that, and when he gets in there, even a couple times today, he was kicking the ball out. And that is very impressive to see from him because you, I mean, nobody's seen him do that in his past couple years. So I think I think we can expect to see a more controlled homie for sure. 
Yeah, no, I I think I'm with you. Now, with that being said, I don't don't expect Palming to have 20 plus points moving forward. Um, but with that being said, to your point, Hayden, like the the balanced scoring, uh, the more I think poised Tommy is maybe the best way to put that. I think that's a, a, absolutely no cap. I think that's going to be uh, what we're going to see moving forward. Very much seems like he's listened to the coaching staff and just more poised. Um, he's not going to try and just take over in that second unit. Like you said, I think the most important thing, the most impressive thing is him uh, driving in and then looking to pass out instead of just throwing up some like random like scoop shot that has, you know, where he thinks he's Shea Gilgis Alexander and there's no chance of going in. Um, he's actually looking to kick out to others. I think that's really important. So uh, I have a couple more for you here, Hayden. Mike Muscala struggled a little bit tonight. Not nearly as hot, but had 18 points in the previous game a couple nights ago where he scored three straight and like less than a, or sorry, three three-pointers straight in less than a minute. It's pretty impressive. So cap or no cap, does Mike Muscala get traded for a first-round pick? I'm going cap, but there's circumstances when I think it's possible it could happen. Very unlikely, but, you know, if another team has an injury and they need to stretch big, or just need three-point shooting and they're desperate, I think it could happen, but I'm not expecting it at all. But the way he's been playing, I think teams will be calling for him, especially contenders yep. like you know, Milwaukee, Lakers, Clippers. I think I think Presti's definitely going to be getting some calls for him. So do you think he's traded by trade deadline, even if it's not for a first-rounder? I think so. And Yeah. Just the way he's been playing. The way he's been shooting. I mean, there's so many yeah, teams no in the league kidding. that just crave the three. No player. kidding. And I'll, I'll be completely honest with you, Hayden, and I don't want to uh, you know, linger too long on this topic, but uh, I'm not sure he was completely used correctly uh, the past couple of years while he was on this team. I think he was underutilized. Well, for sure. I mean, he's not... He could be doing this. He's not your typical or could center. Have been doing this. I mean, he's got yeah, to right. shoot. Right, right. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. So just a couple more really quick, Hayden. Is this team, as currently constructed, too good to tank? And the reason I ask this is because even when the best don't perform, you know, I, I, granted, Horford did perform really well again, 15 points tonight, but uh, George Hill kind of struggled. And so it's not like, you know, the, these games that the Thunder are winning, it's not because of the, solely because of their bets. It's very much a balanced effort and largely because of some of these young guys stepping up. So my question for you is, is this team as currently constructed with these young guys who are really stepping up and, and having a bigger role, are they too good to tank? Is that cap or no cap? That is cap. I think, I mean, I said it a little bit before, I think as the season goes on, you are going to see them get better because we're so young. But especially in the stacked Western Conference, we're going to be, we're going to be losing a lot more of games than we are right now. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. Um, I'm absolutely with you. I'm going cap on that as well. Because that kind of leads me to my final question, Hayden, before we get into an ad read and then finish up with some Twitter questions. The upcoming schedule for the OKC Thunder is uh, pretty brutal. So we're playing the Brooklyn Nexons on Sunday. We play the San Antonio Spurs uh, back in Chesapeake Arena on Tuesday, this upcoming Tuesday, which is uh, January 12th. And that's that's a game they could potentially win. But then we have the Los Angeles Lakers on the 13th, back-to-back. We have the Chicago Bulls on the 15th, who have been playing well with Billy. They're, they're finally starting to get it together and they've been playing better. 
Yeah, the Philadelphia 76ers have been playing great a couple days later. Uh, on January 19th, you have the Denver Nuggets. We have uh, Friday the 22nd, the Clippers. Sunday the 24th, we have the Clippers. We have the uh, Portland Trailblazers. Monday the 25th, the Chris Paul-led Phoenix Suns the 27th. These are all away, by the way, the past couple of games. And then finally, back home, we have the, oh, the Brooklyn Knicks, probably with Kyrie and Kevin Durant back. So all of that to say that Jamie Ray is pretty rough, Hayden. Um, do the Thunder tank or keep winning? So I'll put it this way. If we're keeping with the theme, cap or no cap, uh, are the Thunder tanking? Is that cap or no cap? What do you think with the upcoming schedule for this month? No cap on the tank. Um I think we are going to see a little bit more of like how good this team actually is. And I personally think we're going to realize how bad this team actually is. I mean, even the Spurs, like you said, you mentioned that's a winnable game, but they've been, they've been playing pretty good. They've been playing well. They beat the Clippers and Lakers. And I mean, against teams like that, I think we'll see a competitive game, but even with the bench coming in, we talked about, I think we're going to realize that, yeah, they're going to have their good stints, but they're not good enough to keep this team in games and win them win them for them. Yeah. No, I uh, I think you're pretty spot on there. Um, for all those who are worrying about the random Hamadou Diallo 20-point games and Darius Baisley 20-point games and the Shea 20-point games, all of this is great early on. And we're going to continue to see those, but when we're playing a more competitive, um, more competitive, <laughs> I don't want to say lineup, I guess, uh, more competitive schedule moving forward, especially here in the next, like I read off, like seven or eight games. Uh, I think we're going to see that a 20-ish point game from Shea and a 20-ish point game from Baisley or Lou Dort or whoever it is, that's not going to be enough. And so I don't think there's anything to worry about there. Thunder, uh, I very much uh, expect to have a lottery pick moving forward in the next season. And that's going to to work in their advantage. So don't be disappointed when they're losing a majority of these games coming forward. And if they are winning these games, then, I mean, that's great. It's great that Shea, Baisley, Dor, or whoever it may be, you know, Hami, may be taking a big step um, moving forward, but that's not best for this team. And um, I, I, if they are winning those games, Hayden, I think it's probably due to just kind of the craziness of this year, uh, this past year, and then this current year, 2021, with COVID and everything else going on. You there? Did I lose you? What'd you, what'd you say you cut out a little bit? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I was just saying, I think, uh, you know, if they are to win some of these games, and that's going to happen, especially in a long NBA season, but if they're winning the majority of these games because of guys like Baisley and Dorton, uh, you know, obviously alongside Shea, they, it'd be multiple guys stepping up like that. Um, it's going to be more so because of COVID and some of these other things going on, but I don't expect that to happen. Uh, I, I think with this tough schedule coming up, <laughs> it's going to uh, kind of uh, bring Thunder fans back to reality. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll be we'll be fully back in the tank. Yeah. The, so, the Hayden, we had... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I just said the tank's going to be refueled. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it. The tank is going to be uh, full speed ahead come the next couple of weeks. I'm with you, Hayden. So before we get into some Twitter questions, we had quite a few Twitter questions from our awesome followers. I have one quick ad read I want to tell you guys about. 
Hey everyone, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, question and answers with Blue Wire's top podcasters. Um, I wish I could say it was myself, but even bigger up, some of the even bigger up podcasts, <laughs> you'll have access to our community discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of all that, we'll help you show, uh, help get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of the, all of this, all of the above for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. So, with all that being said, Hayden, uh, we had a, quite a few Twitter questions, um, and I'm trying to get to them. Let's see, goodness, uh, here we go. Okay, as always, our Twitter followers come in for us. Manus, 2010, Hami was fired tonight. His stats were, prior to this game, he thinks, <laughs> 8.7 points, 4.7 rebounds, 1.4 assists. Where does his stat line need to be to ensure he is a part of our 2022 championship squad, leading our second team, that is? So uh, a lot there to comprehend there, uh, Hayden, from Manu's 2010. Basically, he's asking, what does Hami have to continue to do to be a part of this team moving forward? What do you think? I think he has to do exactly what we talked about in the cap or no cap segment, and that's being under control and making the right plays, especially with him pretty much leading that second group off the bench. He's going to need to not only score, but make the right play. Yeah, no, I, and I think you're. I, I'm with you. He has to be much more. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. More controlled, much more poised. But this team obviously thinks very highly of Hami. You know, we we heard uh, Presti mention him in some some preseason 
uh, interviews, and then we heard uh, our media availabilities, and then we've heard the same thing from Degno, uh, talking about Hami being a guy who continues to fight for his spot on the team each and every offseason, and even into the bubble. So I think you're exactly right there. I, a much more poised Hami, he's never going to be a good uh, mid-range shooter or outside shooter, but if he's able to kind of hone that in and use his athletic ability uh, to his advantage, I think you're exactly right. So let's move on to the next question, Hayden. Uh, Trey at Smooth Shea. If we keep winning like this, how quickly do you think Presley will start taking calls for guys like Hill, Bascala, and maybe Horford if he can find the right suitor? I think Presley's taking call for those guys right now. <laughs> I don't yeah. think that's <laughs> I don't think that's gonna be determined on winning or losing. I think whenever the right opportunity comes, those guys will be winning helps. Out. Yeah, when, do, when they're doing things like tonight, you know, that's going to help. Yeah, for sure. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. No, but I, I, I think you're exactly right. <laughs> I think uh, Presse is going to take phone calls all the way through the trade deadline. If he doesn't get what he likes, Hayden, I think he's going to keep on or, or, or uh, keep a hold of some of these players, yeah. especially Al Horford. He's not just going to give them up for nothing. For sure. I think we kind of saw that with Gallinari last year too. Right. There was rumors exactly. around the trade deadline. He was going to the Heat, and Presti didn't like what he was getting, so he said nope. Because especially when you have as much uh, draft capital as Presti does, like you have the luxury to be able to do that. You don't have to sell Al Horford you know, for a ridiculous return because you have the luxury to be able to do so when you already have so many draft picks and so many uh, draft capital. So, Hayden, next question. Braun, XO, what is more likely? The Thunder's pick is top three or they make the playing game? Or I, I guess what she's saying is it makes a play-in tournament um, for the playoffs. That's a good question. I would probably go with top three. I, I'm not sure if that's going to happen at this point this, from what we've seen, but I don't think they're going to be making the playing game. Yeah. When the schedule heats up like it's about to, I don't think we're going to be winning too many games. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I'm exactly with you. I think that's a really – sorry. Excuse me. I think that's a really good point. I think the most likely uh, standpoint is that the Thunder throw – or fall somewhere in between there with a lottery pick – Maybe not necessarily a top three pick, but also not, not playing into for the uh, play-in tournament. Goodness, I have the hiccups. Um, so, hey, the next question. McCall Dale, who do we see scoring 
plus points next between Hamadou Diallo and Lou Dort. Also, he wants us to predict who will sc score 20 plus first between Poku and Teo. So, who scores 20 plus points next between Hami and Dort? And who will score 20 plus first between Poku and Teo, the two rookies? I'm going to say we see Hami score 20 plus next uh, before Dort just because he gets more opportunities with that second group. I think Dort's going to get his three-point kickouts from Shea, but uh, besides besides that, he's not going to be doing too much in offense. And then the other question, I think Poku will get the first 20-point game for the Rooks, and I say that because one of these games he's going to knock down his first three-pointer, and then all hell is going to break loose, and he's going to be firing him up. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's fair. Uh, I actually would disagree with you here. I, I think that Lou will probably have the next 20-plus point game. I would not be... I, I, we had our... For, for our listeners who follow us, follow us and listen to us regularly, I actually had a preseason bet with the guys, Hayden. I'm not sure if you heard this or not, but I'm thinking that at least three-plus players on the Thunder team will score 30-plus or more. I think, and if you look at the, the recent stats to begin the season, um, that's not so crazy because we've seen quite a few players get very, very close between Lou, Baisley, and Shea, who obviously are going to be players uh, long-term on this team. I don't think that's so crazy. So with that being said, uh, I kind of think Lou's going to be the next door, uh, the next Dort. Lou is going to be the next player to score above, uh, or score 20-plus before uh, Hami does that again, but I love what we're seeing from Hami, and I think what we saw tonight was much more him being back home uh, when he put on his show and having much more opportunity. Uh, with all that being said, I would not be surprised to see Hami do this again this season, but I think it's more likely that Lou is going to do that before uh, for anybody else. So yeah, that's kind of what kind of what I got there. Um, so let's see. I had one. Oh, Kamiar. Fellow uh, friend of the podcast and, and member of the podcast, Coming Arm Robbing and asked, Why is Taylor the kindest and most handsome guy for the uncontested man? So tough. So tough to answer. Hayden, why do you think that is? Why am I so kind and handsome? Well, you might be the most handsome guy in the uncontested, but you're not the most handsome guy in your family. So I'll, I'll, let you have, I'll let you have the uncontested. Boo! <laughs> Fire this man. Last time he's on the uncontested. Boo! <laughs> Uh, Samuel Miller, Samuel Miller, um, does Al Horford need to go, Hayden, and so we can fully tank and give some of the younger guys more shots, such as SGA? Do you think that's a factor of uh, of Al Horford being on the team, or do you think it's it, it that's not really going to make a difference once you trade Al Horford? I mean, if we get rid of some of the vets like Al Horford and George Hill, obviously it is going to open up more stuff for the young guys. But I think with Horford particularly, I don't think it really matters with Shea. And and like we talked about a second ago, we're not going to ship Horford off if we're not getting some, something good. So I, I think we can still fully tank with Horford in the lineup. I mean, he hasn't been doing anything too great so far. That's kind of how I feel as well. Um, I think, there could potentially be a team at the trade of the line who would be interested um, in him just because of his declining contract and how that could fit on a championship 
uh, contending team. But with that being said, if I had to guess, Hayden, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Horfer is the one still on this team at the end of the season and George Hill is the one who's trade away uh, between those two vets. So I'm with you. Uh, I think the last question we have here is Alexei uh, Poku Burner. Do you think Groby should get more minutes? And just for reference, I'm looking this up tonight. Uh, obviously, Poku came back for the first night in a couple of games due to uh, concussion protocol. He got hit in the head by a knee in practice. And he ended up playing uh, 13 points, not minutes. He ended up playing 18 points, which was the second most, or sorry, the third most off the bench behind Homie's 29 and uh, Teo's 22. So he was the uh, had the third most minutes off the bench this tonight. Sorry for tonight's game this season with 18 minutes. So, what do you think about the uh, Poku Burner account asking? Do you think Roby should get more minutes? Where I sorry, Roby had. Let's look this up really quick. He only had four minutes, which seems wild. I felt like he played much more than that. But according to CBS Sports app, only had four minutes. Aiden, I don't. I don't think he should play more. Will he play more? Yeah, he'll definitely have games where he plays a lot more in four minutes. But I think we've seen from Dagnall already that he's going to coach to win. He's he's not coaching the tank. And Roby's definitely not one of the best players on this team, even though he has had some good games and done good things. I think we'll see him be more of around like a 10-minute-per-game player, but I don't think anything more than that. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. And I think what we see come trade deadline is uh, I can see Roby being a player that's relied on much more in the second half of the season just because it seems like uh, Presti and Dignall both think fairly highly of him. And he has done some really good things in his time. Uh, it's really surprised me because Hayden, I think, going into uh, going into the regular season after the preseason, I was thinking that Roby would be one of the guys who was cut, and he was not. And he's really has surprised me ever since, uh, obviously taking into effect his quote-unquote breakout game you guys can go to the youtube account the uncontested you can see those highlights but with that being said I, I would not be surprised to see those minutes kind of tick up as the season goes along because that's kind of what the season's all about seeing what some of these guys are made of and if they can be a part of a true championship contender moving forward once you bring in some of these draft picks over the next couple of seasons at the thunder way doing so so with all that being said I think Roby will continue to see his, his minutes improve, um, and I think that's really going to improve after the second half of the season post-trade deadline. So, thank you guys for all of your questions. Um, a lot of really great questions, as always. Really appreciate that. Although, I must say, I'm a little disappointed that you guys did not give me your Hamdu Diallo testimonies that I was hoping for and replace the Twitter questions, but it's fine. It's fine. Uh, Hayden, where were you when Hamdu Diallo became the best player to ever come out of, of Queens, New York tonight. Well, I was sitting <laughs> on my living room couch drinking yeah, Dr. That's Pepper. That's true. You're still like, you, you haven't even uh, you haven't even gotten back to school yet because you guys no. don't start until Monday. Yeah, I'm still on break. I was sitting there watching, <laughs> watching him start his MVP campaign. There you go. There you go. I love it. I love it. Well, again... Thank you guys for joining the Uncontested Podcast. Uh, the Thunder end up winning tonight, uh, 101-89 against the New York Knicks. They are on a win streak during this this uh, this away 
streak when they're playing on the East Coast. They will continue on Sunday against the Brooklyn Mets. Uh, so continue to stay tuned because we will have you guys cover with uh, we'll be tweeting along the entire game and then we'll have another post-game podcast. So be sure to, to stay tuned, stay along. We'll have you guys cover for the entire season. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you, a huge thank you to my little brother Hayden for joining joining me tonight and uh, and, and helping bring some excitement to what was a terrible first half and a super exciting second half for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Just a huge half, especially for Hayden and I, who are huge Humpty Dolly fans. So thank you guys again for tuning in, and until next time, thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com